next week. Oh, fuck. What are we going to talk about next week? I haven't written that down. (laughs) Welcome to the Beautiful Dropouts podcast, where we will use our salon wisdom and questionable life experience in an endeavor to fix your life, because a good hairdresser is cheaper than a therapist. This week, we've got another small cast, uh, but it's the reverse small cast. Uh, this week we've got Nicole and Emma here. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> not bad, not bad. Pretty good. Still COVID-free in this household. Yep, same. Nice, nice. Seem to be fewer and fewer households COVID-free at the moment, so fingers crossed we can all stay that way. Yeah, I don't allow my chances for too long. Yeah. Well, it's getting a bit like that, eh? Sort of, like, allies all over the country are falling. <laughs> yeah, well, it's at work now, so... It won't be too long before it spreads through our entire work, I'd imagine. Oh, God, so stressful. Um, aside from just actively dodging a contagious virus, uh, how's everyone's week been? <laughs> oh, I miss, missed the update from the previous week, but I got Botox. Oh, yeah. How's it settling in? Um, I adore it because the effects have been thoroughly impressive and have completely knocked my socks off where I had forehead lines that I thought were permanent and I was probably going to have to get a fringe to cover them and they are basically non-existent and I have this lovely smooth forehead nice nice have you um have you noticed if it like is it like I mean I know I I can't imagine you're nearly nearly as sweaty a person as I am especially not living in Auckland but have you noticed it make any difference to that because that's like one of the reasons I've been considering it is because it's supposed to like stop you from sweating on your forehead which would be great i actually had that thought this week i thought i wonder if it will do that but i don't know if it's injected into different areas of the forehead to to have that effect because obviously for me it was injected specifically where the muscles were that pulled the forehead up and down so yeah i don't i don't actually know yeah may have to look into that further yeah i know well it looks great photos are amazing genuinely astoundingly good so that's really cool yeah truly is a fun new expense to add to the list (laughs) yeah especially with my potentially pre-diabetic cat from today as well oh god poor Ovi (laughs) (laughs) poor Ovi (laughs) how are things at your end Emma yeah pretty good I've still got house guests going on four or five weeks now I think I thought it was only supposed to be two weeks (laughs) it was but you know Reno's the builders say two weeks, yeah. they mean two years. But no, they're all good. The kids, the kids have been sick, so that's been fun. My sister come waddling out of the bedroom holding the two-year-old and also a lap full of puke. Oh. So that was a bit, that was a bit grim. <laughs> Chunks everywhere. There, I mean, there really is a time in kids' lives where they just puke all the time, eh? Like, I really, I just don't... Yeah. You just, it just seems to be a thing, like, kids just get up and puke, and not that many, I mean, I I do it as an adult, but I'm also a sick adult, but yeah, I just don't know that many adults that puke nearly as much as kids do, and it (laughs) scares me off them even more. (laughs) Yeah, I'd forgotten what it was like to have a two-year-old, with just small children. (laughs) Mine's loud, but not loud and spewy. (laughs) (laughs) Always the key. (laughs) All right, well, I think we should just crack into... What we've what we've got to chat about this week. We um having a bit of a chat about the pinup community because obviously that's something that we are part of and it's something that we work alongside 
in our work life as the beauty school dropouts as well. But, you know, outside of the pinup community, it's kind of a bit of an anomaly to people. Like it's a very weird little niche thing that a lot of people don't necessarily get or understand. And so I figured it would be a good chance to have a bit of a chat about, you know, about our community and what it means to us and what the sort of, what our variation on pinup is personally as well. There are definitely a lot of theories about what pinup is and they, they can vary massively depending on yeah who you're talking to. So what about like what was your sort of first impression of and or like exposure to pinup? For me it was the um the art of Gil Elvgren. And um yeah, I just I just really loved loved it. I loved how cute it was. I loved the sort of seemingly demure outfits that hid sort of sexy stockings and lingerie. Um, and that's still what mm. I really love about it. Um, I first experienced Pin Up in 2016, I think, at the beach shop. And pretty much for me, it was just some cool clothes that went along with the era of cars that I like. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much still what it is to me now. It was quite cool, like, even yeah, in our group, seeing the differences between how we sort of came into this environment. Because, like, you can still see that fairly well reflected in who you guys are as well. Like, Nicole does a lot of, like, the cool lingerie, sexy photo shoots and, and emulates that, like, classic pin-up art. And I know that Emma, like, yours is far more down the route of rockabilly, car stuff, cool graphic prints and, and things like that, which is always, it's cool because it is, like, we're a collective in some regards, but we all still very much have our own personal styles within that. So it's quite cool, really. On the note of, like, pin-up art in particular, that's kind of where it all kicked off, right? So it started off in, like, the late 1800s with the Gibson Girl drawings and, and then moved through to, like, Alberto Vargas and Gil Elvgren and those drawings that were, like, that sort of cheeky, sexy, but also a bit, yeah, a bit demure. And I think people get this idea that it was all very sleazy, but there were also a lot of, like, female pinup artists around then as well, which is really cool, because that was looking at it through another lens entirely, where it had the same style and the same sort of posing and what have you, but you can kind of see the difference between the male gaze and the female gaze in them, which is quite interesting. Yeah, so we know that you're big on the traditional lingerie pinup vibe, Nicole, but have you have you done that kind of photo shoot, Emma? Is that, is that something that you would ever consider? <laughs> um, no, it's not something that I've, I definitely haven't done it. Um, I don't, no, yes and no. I don't, I'd only consider it because I really like what Nicole does and because I know her, but I don't think it's something that, like, it's not me getting, mm. yeah, I struggle with a camera looking at me with clothes on, let alone with clothes off. <laughs> Fair, Yeah. <laughs> No, I must say, it's something that, like, I love the look of it. And I've always been like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll give it a crack. But the first time I did, it was quite, the photos were quite strange. And I ended up coming out of it looking a little bit like a brat stroll or like a really mean Barbie. But like, it was quite odd. And so after that, I was like, maybe this is not the look for me. <laughs> but I really want to, I do want to give it another crack. Because I think that, you know, after that one time where I did a photo shoot in the woods in my undies, um, which wasn't very pin-up, but was definitely in the woods in my undies, um, <laughs> it was like quite empowering. And I think maybe giving something like that a go with someone whose vision I really trust and I know and who would be willing to like make sure that we, we were on the same page would be quite cool. Do you find, Nicole, that like your clientele are mostly people who wouldn't normally do that sort of thing in their day-to-day -day life? Or is it 
mostly people who are like, I'll give it a crack, happy to give anything a go. It's mostly people who wouldn't normally do it, um, and that's evident in the fact that they don't want images on social media. So it really is often just for them or just for their partner. Um, I mean, I'd love to have a really big pool of um, models to choose from who who were totally happy to put it all out there, and you know, then I'd be able to reflect that more in my portfolio of work, essentially. But it's um, very mm. much. Most of the people who come to me um, are coming from a boudoir perspective and not a pinup perspective. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's another. That's another good point. Like the difference between those styles. Like you know, they're all sort of based in that burlesque pinup, where like you know, because it all sort of kicked off. Like the whole pinup thing started with like burlesque girls leaving photos like photo business cards around the place so that people could take them home and know where to follow them and where to find them at shows and like who to look out for and, and things like that. So there was just a rush on, yeah, business cards of with photos of scantily clad women being left around in bars and stuff. And so like you can kind of see where pinup and boudoir have diverted from that because they sort of start in the same general sphere and like the pinup style like cheesecake photos where everyone was like sweet and cute and very all American and like lots of bright colored backgrounds and you know that sort of thing all kicked off as an opposition to like the classic 1940s American beefcake <laughs> like it's all just it's fascinating to see how those those trends and things throughout history have moved in together to be what we know of as pinup now. But on the note of pinup now, there is still a lot of expectation that the pinup community as such is all just people getting their kid off and hanging out in their undies and doing cute photo shoots. But we see so much more of it than that now, especially at the car shows and things we work at. So like, I know that a good portion of our clientele at car shows are people who are really excited to come in and dress up pinup and you know there's a lot of like middle-aged women in their 50s who don't dress like this the rest of the time but they've got a nice car or their husband has decided he's gonna come along to a show and they're gonna come along and get dressed up to match or like you know he's got x number of dollars as a budget so she's got x number of dollars as a budget as well so she's gonna go and buy clothes and things and it's always quite cool because you know those people are just as much part of our like modern pinup community as people who are out there modeling and doing photo shoots and stuff day to day you know so as far as like the modern day pinup community goes what does it sort of mean to you guys like how do you feel most represented within our community yourselves is it the whole like vintage style not vintage values type thing or are you more focused on you know just fun things that you like to wear and fuck anyone who has a problem with it or what's your sort of like approach to the way that our community exists I know that's a very broad weird question but I th hope that you get what I mean when I ask it <laughs> I love vintage style ranging sort of I'm um, arranging from that sort of 40s I love that 40s sort of World War II era vintage style going right through to the 50s and I think like pinup just sort of I like the way that pinup covers that whole that whole era yeah there's just and I, I love the way that you can still embrace the vintage and like there are so many people who just love vintage style who wouldn't call themselves pinups or even say that they were in the pinup community because it, it's sort of its own separate standalone thing yeah I don't know. I, that probably didn't answer the question. <laughs> no, no, it did. Yeah. So, because it's an interesting point as well, like the difference between, like, you know, people who wear vintage and call themselves pinup versus people who just like the clothes and don't really give a fuck about the community. And that's also 
totally fine. But yeah, I think our community is built around so much more than just the clothes as well, which is quite cool because, you know, it starts off as... Yeah, like, these are people I met. Like, it sounds ridiculous. These are people that I met because we like the same dresses. Like, it sounds real fucking daft. (laughs) But, like, yeah, there's so much more to it than that. Like, meeting people and and having, like, a sense of community without having to necessarily work on the getting to know you thing right away because you already know you've got, like, a similar interest or there's a similar sort of viewpoint amongst the community around, you know, what what modern-day pin-up associates with feminism and things like that. But that's a whole other rant. <laughs> what about you, Emma? What is sort of... What does being part of the pin-up community mean to you now? Um... Yeah, it's a uh, tricky one. I don't really class myself as a pinup. I yeah, I only got into it because I like the dresses, and I got into the dresses mm. because I like the cars, and I got into the cars because I like all kinds of vintage shit. Just <laughs> I like I like old stuff. <laughs> but yeah, pinups just one thing in a in a lot of things that I like, and I guess the reason why I joined the pinup community, I guess, is because I found friends within it found you know people that had stuff in common literally people that like the same dresses <laughs> uh you brought up an interesting point though the not wanting to refer to yourself as a pinup because i also find that super weird and like super uncomfortable i'm like mm. no no <laughs> no no like i like these clothes this is a style i like you know associate with but if anyone's like oh so are you a pinup because it happens all the time at these car shows all these like adorable little old ladies oh so are you a pinup like no 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 <laughs> i'm just here to work <laughs> like no no i'm a hairdresser <laughs> and i just feel super awkward whereas like you know logically speaking like i uh i a whole well i you know like i've won probably the biggest pinup competition in the world so technically i guess i probably am but also no no it's fine not me (laughs) it's just super it's a a weird mental block around that for me i think (laughs) Mm, i think it's because you know the the origins of the word is literally a pinup a pinup poster so if i think like no one's putting me on their wall I'm not a <laughs> I don't know, Emma. You're quite popular in this podcast. <laughs> That's only because yeah. I talk shit. <laughs> pin, put me on the wall if it's like, pin the tail on the donkey or something. <laughs> what about you, Nicole? How do you relate to the term pin-up? Because, like, technically you fit within that sort of poster-on-the-wall style photography criteria that we've put in place here. <laughs> Yeah, I probably do identify with the term because that's probably it is it is the image I'm sort of that I I guess I have. I just I just love going about in all the old banana clothes and then being like, ta da! Look what's underneath. <laughs> My husband hates the banana clothes. I'll be like going to bed in this in this big old cotton vintage nighty, and he's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I, that's what I think is really sexy, and that's why I've collected so many of these old negligees for the studio, which I think traditionally, you know, people are like, oh, that's what my nana used to wear. But then you're like, did your nana do this? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she did. It's like, it clearly worked for someone because you exist, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Your nana was into it. My nana might have. She popped a titty. (laughs) She was showing us. 
She was showing us how loose her trousers had gotten because she'd been sick and lost lots of weight. So she lifted her t-shirt up and there's just this little pancake booby <laughs> nipple just sitting on her waistband. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh god! I um I accidentally did that to Sean once because uh, we were working on something and I went to take my bra off and I took my bra off and I was wearing one of those like cropped peasant tops that I have 900 of because I made them all and I yeah like took unclipped my bra and then sort of pulled it out the side and I didn't realize that I pulled one of my boobs with me <laughs> and, so, and I was just sitting there like like <laughs> like this with just one hanging out the bottom <laughs> and she was sitting below me on the floor and I was sitting on the couch <laughs> she was like what <laughs> I was like off. <laughs> So now it's been a running joke that one day when she needs some cheering up, I'll be able to flash her the other one and she'll collect the set. But yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so listener questions this week. I see people on Instagram, etc. with published pinup in their bios. What does that mean? How do you get published? Um, Emma's giggling away down the bottom there. <laughs> so there's, there's, a, there's a range of pinup and sort of retro publications that you can submit images to. You need them to be professional. They, they never really accept phone photos or anything. They generally want to choose um, at least like 10 to 15. They have to be high res. And you can submit to any of them. So that's magazines like um, Bombshell Magazine in the UK, Retro Lovely in the US, um, Bachelor Pad Magazine in the US. There's that, what's that pin-ups? Is there a pin-up social one or something? What's that? Is there another one? The social pin? I'm social, not sure, the social yeah. pinner? There's something. quite a few around. They come and go, but yeah. there's definitely a few around. It's I mean it's not it's not that hard if you have got good quality images with great styling. Like often the feedback from those editors is that um, your styling's gotta be spot on, uh, your lighting's mm. gotta be spot on, the image quality's gotta be spot on. And they receive thousands of submissions. Um, some magazines are more picky than others because they will only print a handful of issues a year. Others like Retro Lovely, um, they print, they just, whatever comes in, if they've got enough to fill a magazine, they'll print a magazine. Yeah. So you could just, just look around, like Instagram's a good place to look for, um, which magazines are out and about and then check their submission criteria and then give it a go. Mm, yeah. One thing worth mentioning is that it's really cool to have stuff published, but it's also not 100% essential. It doesn't make you any more pin-up or any more special than anyone else. Like, it's really cool to be able to showcase the work that you're doing. Like, I've had photos of mine that I... Well, photos that I have taken published in pin-up magazines, and I've also been in a few pin-up magazines. Made the cover of one, which was super bizarre, and she, the person who ran the magazine kept saying, oh, I've got a really special surprise for August's cover, and, and it's basically a pin-up celebrity for August's cover, and I was like, oh, I wonder who's on the cover, and then it was me. <laughs> It's like, well, that's going to be thoroughly disappointing for these people who are expecting a celebrity. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's, you know, it's a cool thing if you've got really cool photos that you really want to share with people, but it's totally not, like it's, it seems like sometimes people use it as a weird sort of elitist, like I am more pinup than you could be because I am in this magazine and it's just, it's like, it's bullshit. It means nothing. Like, unless it's something that matters to you. Don't make it matter to you just because it matters to other people, right? But I guess, I mean, if you count, like, what is it, the Beach Hop Annual? We are in that several <laughs> times. Look at us go. So published. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. 
I love the pinup and vintage look and dress this way most of the time, but when people ask what the style is called, I can't bring myself to say pinup. It feels weird and people sometimes raise their eyebrows. What else can I say to describe it? Now, this is something we just talked about. Yes, it feels super weird. If It can feel very unnatural and people outside of our community will feel a bit weird about it because their exposure to pinup might just be posters and like Playboy magazines and stuff, which is, there's no problem with any of those. But if that's not the look you're going for, then I can understand why it might feel a little bit bizarre. So I just sort of shrug and say, oh, does, does it matter? Because like, I'm awkward like that. But what about you guys? <laughs> Could just go with vintage, vintage appreciation. Mm. Yeah, I just say vintage or retro or retro inspired. Mm. Yeah, I mean the thing is like you don't nothing has to have a label, but it is one of those things like you know addressing a specific group of people when they don't necessarily like yeah like the the outsiders not calling people outsiders but like you know people outside of this whole sort of world are gonna think it's quite odd and it might not necessarily fit with what their perception of that is. But if you're in a frame of mind and you're willing to challenge people's perception of that, then absolutely, just go for gold. But also don't feel like you have to. (laughs) Did I tell you guys about the time I was at Kmart at, like, midnight? (laughs) And we'd been painting one of the rooms in our house, so I was, like, covered in paint, wearing, like, a tunic and, like, bike shorts, and my hair was in a top knot, as it is now. I mean, to be fair, I didn't look too different to what I look like right now, but I was also covered in paint, and we're at the checkouts, and this woman yells, I know you! You're Miss Pinup New Zealand! (laughs) And everyone (laughs) turned and looked at, like, in this direction, so I was like, panic, 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 right, and I turned and looked too, because I was like, I'm just gonna pretend it's not me. (laughs) Because <laughs> I just, all these people in the West, like in the West Auckland, like Henderson, Kmart, all looking so confused. <laughs> Who the fuck is Miss Pinup New Zealand? What? And clearly they weren't looking for me. So I, I was just like, panic mode, also turned to look. And then she came over and talked to me. I was like, God damn it. It's <laughs> like I could see all these people who were just so confused that like this fat, awkward, limpy, paint-covered troll creature could possibly also be glamorous in any other situation because <laughs> it very much isn't me otherwise. <laughs> all right, we have one last question that slipped through and I haven't had you guys a chance to read yet, but I'm sure you'll survive. I do spin up often, but not all the time. Do I still get to call myself pin-up if I want to? You call yourself anything you like. There's no rules. You can do it once a year, like me, and still call <laughs> yourself something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's absolutely no criteria. It's one of those things. You can self-identify as a pin-up, even if you're only doing it once a week or once a month or once a year. You guys can't see us right now, but uh, <laughs> I can assure you that none of us... <laughs> would fit the criteria for pin up right now either no no <laughs> i haven't brushed my hair in like a week and a half <laughs> because in a fluffy dressing gown and i'm cover- i'm the one covered in paint <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if it's something that you feel like you can identify with then absolutely feel free to call yourself whatever you would like there are no pin up police and to be fair if there were pin up police it'd probably be us anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right If you have a question for the beauty school dropouts, then feel free to submit them through the podcast page on our website or via email to thebeautyschooldropoutsnz at gmail.com. This week, your homework is to share with us who your favourite pin-up babes are to follow on socials. Remember to join in the chat on our Facebook and Instagram and let us know who you love to follow so we can all fill our feeds with people who inspire us to be whatever kind of pin-up we want or don't want to be. (laughs) 
Uh, and that is episode 21. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for submitting such excellent questions. Next week, we'll be talking about the magic and the ridiculousness that is Viva Las Vegas uh, and everything you need to know about that if you want to consider setting it as a goal to go along someday because it really is the absolute best. But until then, remember that you can be just as much a pin-up babe at home in your pyjamas as you are on set at a shoot or on the stage at a pageant. We can get through this together because a good hairdresser is cheaper than a therapist. Goodbye! Bye! I don't have anything funny. (laughs) (laughs) That worked. I was going to say something about you, me bringing my camera down to Dunedin for a photo shoot, Emma. I'll just like tuck the husband and the kids in the bathroom for a bit while I get you naked on the couch. (laughs) I mean that in a totally professional way. Ah, shit. (laughs) No deal then. (laughs) 